Hey there, I'm your host, T.G. Brandfault, and you are listening to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast, where we try to bring you actionable information and normalize cannabis through the stories of Gondrepreneurs, activists, and industry stakeholders. Today, I'm joined by Franco Brockelman. He's the CEO and co-founder of Relief App, which is a digital cannabis journal app uh, that enables users to track their sessions with cannabis to record how it's working. Pretty innovative idea. Uh, how you doing this afternoon, Franco? Yeah, doing great. Thanks for having me. It's, it's totally cool, man. Uh, before we get into you know learning about your app, want to learn about you. What's your background? How'd you end up in the cannabis space? So that's a good question. Um, so I've been working with a, a group called Automata Studios for uh, about seven plus years now. Uh, it's a 12 plus year company. Uh, we're a, basically a boutique software firm that works with a bunch of 500 uh, Fortune 500 uh, companies doing all kinds of very dynamic, experiential work. Uh, we've built you know online gaming platforms for NASA. Built the face for IBM Watson when all they had was kind of a big refrigerator, which is pretty boring to look at. And uh, you know you want to look at something a little more interesting than that. So you know we came up with a, a face that uh, you know you could emotionally uh, react to and uh, relate to. Um, we built a you know two-story uh, digital generative screen system uh, for Victoria's Secret and their flagship store in London. You know a lot of really interesting work. Um, I'm a process improvement guy, so I really like strategy and trying to make things better. Um, sounds a little bit cheesy, but I really really enjoy that kind of thing. Um, so when I saw kind of a gap in the cannabis industry with pa- patients and recording their experiences, uh, you know our team kind of shifted to to tackle that with all of the experience and know-how that we had how did you recognize that gap i mean that's that's not something that you know i've been covering this industry for a long time and it's not something that i've ever thought about this this gap mm-hmm. yeah well what happened was back in uh, 2014 uh, i was visiting my parents up in massachusetts about you know every three months or so just to stay in good contact with them my parents are awesome um and uh my mom, she's always had psoriasis. You know, it's an ex- external skin condition, uh, usually around your joints. And, and, and I didn't know this, but apparently it can kind of turn internal and uh, become or transform into psoriatic arthritis, which, you know, is very painful. It leads to immobility. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of had a domino effect with her in terms of, you know, just the pain and then kind of getting anxious, depressed, not being able to sleep. Um, and, you know, going back every three months or so, I, I started seeing her really deteriorate, which is very sad, you know, to see her mom kind of have a more bleak outlook on life. Um, and so after a couple times and it not getting better, um, you know, I've been reading a lot about cannabis back then and it seemed really promising. So I said, hey, you know, maybe maybe you should try this, you know, cause she's very open-minded and she's tried a lot of things to help herself, you know, holistic medicine, acupuncture, tradi- traditional prescriptions, uh, you know, anything and everything. Um, so I said, you know, maybe this will, you know, maybe you'd be open to this. Uh, but she's, you know, she's a straight edge growing up, never smoked, never drank, didn't eat drugs or anything like that. Um, so when I told her, she, basically said, no way, you know, and I think her exact quote was, uh, you know, I'm not breaking my streak. <laughs> so, um, which I can understand, you know, I think that that's fair, you know, and, you know, I'm a big fan of personal freedom and personal choice. So, you know, it makes sense to me, but it just kind of showed me, 
you know, kind of, you know, everybody knows about the stigma with, with, with cannabis, which is, you know, kind of created from the drug war. Um, you know, but she, you know, I realized that it's really unapproachable for some people, you know, you, there's so many choices, you know, there's not a lot of people with really solid answers. You know, you see people using blow torches and things like that with uh, dabs, you know, it, it can be scary. Um, so that unapproachability was kind of the first clue uh, to me that, you know, people could really use this and it could be really helpful for them, but it, it, you know, it needs to be more approachable than it is. Um, so anyway, uh, after nine months of, you know, waiting and when she had said no, she gave me a call and she said, okay, I'm ready. And I was like, well, you know, ready for what? Ready for me to come visit again or something? Um, and uh, she's like, no, no, like the weed thing. Um, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, right. And I totally forgot because it had been so long. But I was excited that she changed her mind. I guess she decided that it was worth it to her to, you know, take a leap of faith. And she said, you know, I'll do this if, you know, as long as you come up here and help me. So, of course, you know, I'm I'm there. So, you know, I booked my flight. I went up there. Uh, you know, I sat down. We looked, we looked over some things. I did some more research. And, you know, the only things, the only apps and tech that really existed at that time, you know, were, you know, Leafly, Weed Maps, Mass Roots. You know, it wasn't really that much. Um, you know, so Leafly was kind of the only resource that existed. And so I was looking at that and it was like, okay, well, you have pain and you have insomnia. Let's just focus on those for now. Um, and, you know, and I was looking at the Leafly data and it had like these bar charts, they had no numbers, no source. So I was like, I don't, I don't, I was a little like unnerving. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but okay. Is there a guy in a room somewhere trying all these things? Um, you know, like how is this working? But you know, it's all I had, it's all she had and it's all that, you know, people had obviously at that time. So, you know, we went with it and it said master Kush, you know, classic strain, you know, it's like, all right. Sure. So we went and got some, which was a whole ordeal. We had to meet somebody outside of a parking lot. It was a caregiver who gave us the stuff. Um, they used to go to your house, but they got robbed too many times. So then they started meeting people in parking lots, which is just strange. Um, but we got it. She was like really glad that I was there because it was scary for him. And we went back home and we tried it or she tried it. And, uh, you know, she, her pain got worse and she stayed up all night. And that wasn't very good. And, uh, you know, she almost didn't want to do it again. But uh, I assured her that it doesn't always go that way. And, you know, she's a pretty strong-willed person and she trusted me. So she agreed to keep trying it. But I saw how much that damaged her hope. And, and, and then where was that data coming from? And why wasn't it right? You know, Leafly's huge. So, you know, why can't they be accurate? You know, so it just really got me curious about, you know, where is that data coming from? And if that data is not right, how can we make data that is accurate? And when my mom's having these experiences, you know, how is she going to write that down? Or what, like, how is she going to keep track of these things? If she tries five more things, six more things, 10 more things, like, how do you make sense of all that and get traction? Um, and even if you were to write things down, what do you write down? You know, like for somebody who's never had kind of a, uh, an experience that, you know, changes the way you think a little bit, you know, it, it can be challenging. So all of those things combined, you know, like the lack of clear, reliable data, um, the lack of an ability to record how something's helping you or not, and also the lack of approachability, uh, we came up with relief. Uh, so it's the, the first patient reported outcome tool uh, to exist for cannabis in mobile form. And um, 
you know, we're really proud of what we made and it's really helped her. And, you know, obviously it, it can help a lot more people in that same situation. So explain to listeners what a digital cannabis journal is. Sure. So what our goals with the app are to help you track the different cannabis varieties and products that you use, whether it be flower, concentrates, tinctures, topicals. Um, you know, we want to support as many forms as we can. And then we give you a way to record your experiences live. And the live part or real time is very important. When we were doing some of our original research, we found that people were often asking people to report on their experiences or rate their experiences afterwards, sometimes like a week after, or in some research studies, even a year after. I mean, and that's just, it's hard to know what you ate last Monday, let alone how your, you know, cannabis experience went. You know, it's it's just too hard to, to remember. But not only that, but now, I'm a big fan of mindfulness. I think it's really important to be, you know, as mindful as you can and, and really engage with your life and your environment. And, you know, by recording experiences in this real-time way that we've built, we kind of have things in there that help elicit mindfulness in a way where you learn more about how the campus is actually making you feel. You know, we subtly ask different kinds of questions. And, you know, for example, we have patients that will reach out to us and say, you know what, I never knew that cannabis could make me focused or creative until I used your app and you asked me those questions. And now I'm thinking about all these other feelings that it makes me feel. And, you know, I think that's, that's a beautiful thing, you know, and that, that's what we try to do with, with the journaling app. So how long did it, you know, was, was the process to get this into, you know, the hands of users coming up with these questions, uh, you know, amassing this data? Mm -hmm. uh, it took a long time. We designed it far longer than we built it. Um, you know, I, you know, I mean, that's important though. You know, we wanted it to feel right. You know, so things have to feel good and uh, they have to make sense and they have to be thoughtful. You know, that's our tagline is a, a thoughtful approach to cannabis treatment. Um, and so we, we spent a really long time, uh, coming up with different flows for how it could work. Our initial tests with her were called the mom test. Uh, so we would, uh, I, I go back to the office and work with the team and come up with different flows and designs. You know, we have a great team. So that was really fun to do, you know, just bust open the, the whiteboard markers and just go to town. And then I'd fly back up to Massachusetts and sit down and say like, what about this? How about this? You know, and, and, uh, you know, we felt we figured it out over time. So from 2014, uh, you know, we were incorporated at the end of 2015 and we launched, uh, mid 2016. So the app, it, it's geared towards patients. You know, I, I was taking a look at some of the, the stuff they have on the internet, you know, the videos that you have, which are pretty interactive, pretty neat to, to you know, they, they keep your attention. Um, I'm not a medical patient, uh, never have been. Um, but what do you think could recreational users glean from this app if they wanted to use it as well? Mm -hmm. So we did add, uh, you know, a few months ago, we added wellness into the app, which is basically our, our take on what recreational is, you know, recreational to me as a word, just means, you know, for fun, frivolous, whatever, you know, and, and so we wanted it to be a little more progressive than that. So wellness kind of, uh, you know, it means to have kind of some goals for your health and for yourself and to try to work through some things. So we put wellness in there for people to track that, but at the same time, 
you know, we have common symptoms in there that everybody kind of experiences, you know, headaches, you know, nausea. So, you know, when those things happen, you know, we have recreational users or wellness users that use it in those cases, you know, so maybe you don't have a chronic issue, but you do have things that pop up and cannabis is natural medicine to try to remedy those things. So one of the limitations that I thought about while researching this was the fact that strains can vary from shop to shop. Northern Lights, for example, might not be the same from place to place. Uh, I've talked to a lot of cultivators to say, you know, our strain is slightly different than the one down the street due to a lot of factors, you know, including how it's grown. Uh, how does the app or does the app account for these type of variances? Now, that's a very astute and good question. Uh, that's another point back to when we, you know, we learned a lot from looking at the way Leafly was handling their, you know, mental model of what cannabis is. Um, and even, you know, today, you know, they, 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 they kind of end their messaging at that strain level, you know, even their, their icon or logo is, is all about that. Um, but we, we know that it, cannabis is more complex than that today. You know, the different lights you use, the water you're going to use, the quality of it, the nutrients, you know, whether or not you're playing jazz or heavy metal in the room, you know, like those things are all going to matter, right? Um, and, it, you know, so a plant can express itself in many different ways. And, and that's beautifully complex. I think that's great. I think it's one of the most special parts about cannabis because it's, it's almost greed protection. You know, you, you can't really lock that IP in very well because it kind of shifts out from under you. But at the same time, it makes it a little bit complicated to track. So what we do is we track both layers, you know, best of both worlds. We'll track the name of what you're trying and that strain name to look for patterns and aggregate trends at that level. But at the same time, we'll also ask you the full, you know, the testing for that, for that, for that, uh, cannabis variety or strain that you're using, like, what are the cannabinoids in there? What are the terpenes? Uh, you know, what's the chemotype? What's the species, you know, things that, you know, may matter as we continue to do research on cannabis, we track both of those layers to, to look for the patterns. So what information can you, or have you gleaned from this data? Mm -hmm. So first of all, we've, uh, we've learned that people really needed this tool. We get a, a lot of great fan mail uh, every week from people that, you know, are just really thankful to have a way to, you know, get some traction over their treatment and, and help them learn what, what, can, what can work for them. You know, the recreational side of the, of the market is great, but it's important to not forget that there's a lot of people out there with medical challenges that, and they're looking for better solutions and for help. And, you know, honestly, there's just not that many companies that were as patient focused as we really set out to be. Um, so, you know, we learned that, you know, how valuable this can be for people. Um, we are recently uh, writing up some papers with some universities that are about to be published, um, showing the different symptom effect, uh, symptom uh, drop that cannabis can have across all the symptoms that we that we track and which uh, symptoms it's proving to be more effective for. Um, and we have uh, another paper coming out about the relationship between THC and CBD. Uh, THC is proving to be actually a bit more important than we even thought uh, in that uh, relationship there. Uh, you know, we're a pretty big believer of whole plant and of, uh, you know, entourage effect. And uh, there's some real truth to that in the data that we're seeing. Can, can you tell me sort of, you know, you're the guy who gets to see all this data. You, what's some of the, one of the most like interesting things that you've, that you've seen 
come from this app? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that, you know, the most interesting thing to me is the people that I've met and the people that we've gotten a chance to work with. Uh, you know, we have a really great team here, really good people that you know really care about patients. And, you know, I think that for those of the, the, you know, for our partners who are working with us and they come and try to work with us, they can really see that. And it pulls, you know, the most amazing people out of the woodwork, you know, people that I just feel really lucky to get the chance to work with and meet, uh, you know, researchers, doctors, you know, I was just at a, the Cannabis Learn conference this last week hosted by Greenhouse Ventures, um, who's our accelerator. It's a great group, um, you know, and, you know, just doctors coming up and giving us hugs and just thanking us for the work we're doing and being excited about our new features coming out. I mean, that's, it's heartwarming, you know, it's really great to be able to work on a tech project like this that, you know, it's not only tech and it's not only, you know, business and making things happen and trying to grow, but it's really, really helping, you know, the community at large, helping patients and, uh, you know, hopefully changing the whole healthcare system. Has anything that you've gotten surprised you, you know, have, have you seen some of the data and, and something stood out to you and you're like, I never thought of that, or I never thought I'd see that. Um, so, so some of the things that are beginning to be pretty fascinating is just seeing kind of like people's choices, you know? So, you know, if you have a couple of experiences that are subpar, do you keep doing that same thing or do you change to a different, to a different mode of ingestion or a different strain you know, or, you know, seeing how people navigate, uh, their choices in their treatment. You know, we've, we've identified that there's kind of five or six different classifications of patients today. You know, there's some that, you know, really just gravitate to concentrates and that's all they really want to try. There's some that, you know, gravitate to CBD only and, and they stick with that. And there's some that, you know, kind of, uh, you know, want to try it all and they want to track it all and see how it all affects them. And so it, to me, it's really fascinating to see, you know, how people engage with this, you know, as I said, beautifully complex and powerful plant, you know. From from a medical perspective, are you seeing a lot of people shifting from smoking as, as a way of ingestion and going more towards edibles or vaping? I, I know that, you know, it's in in a lot of medical programs, you know, there is that no smoking sort of clause. Um, so are, are people doing this even in places with, that allow smoking? Are, are they changing that mode of ingestion? Smoking is classic, I think, and it's always, it has been and always will be a big part of our data. There's a lot of people that still prefer to smoke. Um, uh, That being said, you know, there's a lot of people that vape. I mean, there's some definite benefits to that too, especially people that, you know, feel like their throat gets irritated or they just want a cleaner uh, ingestion method. But another interesting thing is the edible side. You know, we've written a lot of uh, blog posts about edibles and how helpful they can be. Um, you know, at first for people, edibles seem scary because they, you know, they hear a lot of scary stories about, you know, someone freaking out and hiding under their couch or whatever it is. But, um, but if you can get a hold on it and you can wade into that and start with, you know, two milligrams and work your way up and maybe settle around five, it can be a really effective uh, way to medicate, especially if you have chronic pain or something that lasts a long time or throughout the day, just that lasting relief and that smoother come up, smoother come down, uh, less foggy experience. We've seen a lot of people kind of turning, turning back onto edibles and kind of trying them out, uh, even amidst all the bad stories. And I think that's, that's great. You know, it's wonderful to see people explore what this plant can do for them because it can do a lot. Um, 
So you're, you're obviously a very thoughtful guy. Um, what are you personally most interested in learning about, you know, maybe just about cannabis in general, but, you know, stuff that, that you're going to be able to find out from your users? Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the things that I'm interested in is, you know, okay, uh, I'm interested in first just providing people with the tools that can help them explore this for themselves. I think it's great that cannabis has such a safety profile that you can try some things out, right? And that's what the app helps you do. You know, try a little of column A, try a little of column B and see, you know, what really resonates with you and what, what feels good to you. Uh, and then, you know, beyond that, just providing somebody a baseline tool, you know, putting in expiration dates for when those terpenes are, you know, not as effective or those cannabinoids aren't as effective, or maybe putting some safety stuff in there so that if, uh, you know, a dispensary is using some sort of pesticide like Eagle 20 or something you're not supposed to use, maybe we can notice those symptoms in patients in a certain area of the country and throw a red flag to, to help people out, you know, that through and through, this is a patient-focused project, and I just want to help people explore uh, how they can, you know, achieve the wellness and and the lifestyle that they want to, even amidst the medical challenges that they have. So I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, you know, you've you've been involved in the tech space for a long time. Uh, how is launching a tech startup in the cannabis space unique? Well, when we started, there weren't very many of them, so that was unique. <laughs> um, and the ones that existed didn't—they didn't have very good design, or you know, they crashed, or they didn't quite work. So it was very exciting to—you know—we've built so many apps and, and websites and things before that it was exciting to to take all those skills and just charge into it, you know, with the passion that we had. That was great. Um, you know, there's a lot of excitement around the industry. You know, one of my favorite things about this industry is that, you know, going to conferences before like a Salesforce conference or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, you know, nobody cares and they're just waiting for Bon Jovi to play, um, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but at cannabis conference, people care, you know, they, they care about this plant. They care about the world being a better place. They have a personal story or two or three or 10 of somebody getting a lot better. And, you know, they really care about that. And you can tell there's a, there's a, there's a feeling of buzz and positive buzz, right. And positivity <laughs> at, at the events. And I, I love that, you know, it's people are there because they want to be there. And every time I go to an event, someone will come up with some idea, they're starting a new business. They're, they're trying to do this. They want some tips or some help. And that's great. You know, if that many people are passionate about, you know, uh, getting up and doing something, I, you know, that's just awesome. Um, did you have any problems or have you had any problems getting the app into Apple or Google stores due to the nature of the app? I know that, you know, that this has been a problem with, uh, you know, look at Facebook, for example, the cannabis companies can't advertise. Uh, Apple has pulled some products out of out of their store. Um, is this something that you faced? Actually, it's been pretty good for us. I think because of the quality of design and uh, you know, software architecture behind the app, I think that the those reviews have been really smooth. Um, you know, our app turnaround right now and for Apple is you know something a little over twelve hours or something like that. It's fast. Um, Google's immediate because they barely review anything. Um, and uh, but um, yeah, the only country that blocked us was uh, Russia, I guess, which is fine. You know, not everyone has to like it, but uh, yeah, we're in every other store. Wow. Um, 
So are, so you're you're worldwide with this thing. Where are you seeing the where are you seeing the most users? Uh, U.S. and Canada for sure, but we we are internationally used, and we're seeing some uh, use in Asia and some use in Europe and South America. It's it's uh, it's spreading all over, but we definitely have a lot uh, more users in USA and Canada right now. So, how do you think technology will influence medical cannabis for patients? I mean, you're you're obviously on the forefront of of, of this. Mm-hmm. I think that you need it for this. I think that you know. Maybe it's a perfect marriage, technology and cannabis, to really help healthcare get to where it needs to be. You know, cannabis is complex, like I've said a few times. And, you know, in order to collect the kind of data that you need to make research progress, I think you need an app like this. You can't do double-blind studies on every single cannabinoid and terpene in any reasonable amount of time. You know, there's there's people that need help today, now, yesterday. Um you know, they can't wait 30 years to maybe understand a little more about this stuff. But like I said, with the safety profile, we can start today. We can crowdsource this now. We can work together, you know, instead of having your anxiety patients trying things in a silo and your insomnia patients trying things in a silo and muscle spasms and what have you, you could collect this data in the app like we've built and use that anonymous data to help other people treating those same symptoms and then looking at those trends to know where to point those, uh, you know, more expensive research dollars in a, in a more thoughtful and uh, educated way. Um, you know, so I'm, that's what I'm most excited about is to help pave a way to research progress that's different than the traditional way, uh, which I think is really needed based, based on cannabis's complexity. And what about for providers? What sort of feedback are you getting from people supplying medical cannabis, dispensary owners, caregivers, that population? Mm-hmm. So the ones that have kind of a patient-focused mission, they love it because this helps them pull their patients together. It helps them further support their patients in understanding what does or doesn't work for them. But it also gives them something to look at when the patient comes back into the dispensary. You know, we have a report right in the front of the app called the 30-day report, which basically shows you know, what you've tried and what's been working and what hasn't been working over the last 30 days. Um, you know, and, and that's an important view in our mind because, you know, something that, you know, was part of your life six months ago or one year ago is it's, it's certainly you in some way, but you in the last 30 days, that's, that's really who you are. And that's really how you're responding to the cannabis. So we show that report. And when a patient goes into the dispensary and shows that to the patient consultant or the bud tender or the pharmacist or whoever's on staff there, it gives them a real artifact to make the next decisions with rather than, Oh, how did it go? Oh, I don't know. Pretty good. You know, and, 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 you know, and that's what was happening before. Um, this gives them some actionable reporting to, to make some good decisions with. So it, this is a really landmark app, I think. Um, you know, I, I do agree that it, it, it gives, you know, patients definitely information that they, they might have forgotten about and, and you know, it helps sort of bridge that gap between something that's sort of, you know, oh, I felt this way or that way versus sort of a concrete focus on on what's helping them and, and what might not be so much. Uh, what is your advice for entrepreneurs looking to enter the cannabis space, specifically those in tech? Mm-hmm, sure. Um, so I'd say, you know, the first thing that I'd 
stress is, you know, keep the big important goals in mind, you know, um, you know, think big and think about the kind of impact that you want to have on this industry. You know, remember that this industry is about a new kind of medicine, you know, whether it's just people being happier or whether it's about their Crohn's getting better or something more complicated like that. At the end of the day, it's about people leading healthier, happier lives. And so I just stress for people to try to think about products and ways to conduct themselves in their businesses that really facilitate, you know, that kind of progress. Um, you know, this is a very special chance that we get to do something new, something that could be really impactful for centuries to come. You know, this could be a really big deal. Uh, but a lot of it depends on how we handle things right now. Uh, you know, as laws are changing and as we're trying to set a good example and do the right things, you know, just keep those things in mind. Keep the keep the the true end goals uh in your vision. Well, Franco, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. This has really been a unique discussion, I think. You know, someone so focused on mindfulness uh, and and creating, you know, something that was really born from, you know, sort of the love for your mother. I mean, it sort of sounds cliche, but it's it's really great story. And um, where can people find out more about you, about the app? Um Mm -hmm, sure. So if you want to download the app, it's free for patients, of course. Uh, so just, you know, search the Google store or the uh, Apple store. It's a relief app. Uh, and if you want to check us out online, it's uh, reliefapp.com. Uh, yeah, that's where you can find us. Well, thanks again, Franco, for taking the time, um, you know, and I look forward to seeing how these studies go, uh, what, what data you've gotten. Uh, should, should, should be an exciting time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks a lot. And I really appreciate this talk. You can find more episodes of the Gontrepreneur.com podcast in the podcast section at Gontrepreneur.com and in the Apple iTunes store. On the Gontrepreneur.com website, you will find the latest cannabis news and cannabis jobs updated daily along with transcripts of this podcast. You can also download the Gontrepreneur.com app in iTunes and Google Play. This episode was engineered by Trim Media House. I've been your host, TG Brandfault. At Gontrepreneur, we have heard from dozens of cannabis business owners who have encountered the issue of cannabis, which is when a mainstream business, whether a landlord, bank, or some other provider of vital business services, refuses to do business with them simply because of their association with cannabis. We have even heard stories of businesses being unable to provide health and life insurance for their employees because the insurance providers were too afraid to work with them. We believe that this fear is totally unreasonable and that cannabis business owners deserve access to the same services and resources that other businesses are afforded, that they should be able to hire consultation to help them follow the letter of the law in their business endeavors, and that they should be able to provide employee benefits without needing to compromise on the quality of coverage they can offer. This is why we created the Gontrepreneur.com Business Service Directory, a resource for cannabis professionals to find and connect with service providers who are cannabis friendly and who are actively seeking cannabis industry clients. If you are considering hiring a business consultant, lawyer, accountant, web designer, or any other ancillary service for your business, go to Gontrepreneur.com businesses to browse hundreds of agencies, firms, and organizations who support cannabis legalization and who want to help you grow your business. With so many options to choose from in each service category, you will be able to browse company profiles and do research on multiple companies in advance so you can find the provider who is the best fit for your particular need. 
Our business service directory is intended to be a useful and well-maintained resource, which is why we individually vet each listing that is submitted. If you are a business service provider who wants to work with cannabis clients, you may be a good fit for our service directory. Go to gondrepreneur.com businesses to create your profile and start connecting with cannabis entrepreneurs today.